Welcome to the Child Care Buyer and Girl Podcast. Jeff Johnson here with Lisa Murphy. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm looking at a handout. Yeah, I put together this thing that apparently um, I didn't. I didn't didn't make it make sense to you. No, um, I think I think there's. Mm, go ahead. You think there's? I, what? I think there's too many words on it. Okay. Like dramatic play world building cycle. Do you yeah. mean like that there's a play cycle within dramatic play? Is that I, what you're getting at? I think at? in dramatic play, there is a cycle of world building that goes on. Okay. All right. Now and, let's go. And so when kids are engaged in dramatic play, we, you know, you think they just go off and that they play. But before the actual play start, there's a lot of uh, deciding and preparing that goes on. They have to create. Which we the don't world, give enough time for. Which we absolutely don't give enough time for. Um, I, I think the 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 agreed upon um, idea is that it takes 45 minutes or more for kids to settle into into uh, real play. Um, Angela Hanscom talks about that in Barefoot and Balance into deep play, she calls it. Um, and that's from her observations. Um, Heather, Heather Shoemaker um, references somebody else in, in her book, who's actually done some research towards that, that time for deep play. But there's there's this process where first you have to decide you know, what world are you going to live in? Is this modern day and we're playing house and we're going to the grocery store? Is this olden times and I'm a fairy princess and you're a dragon? So what's the world like? And you have to build, go ahead. And Bettelheim, although I know he comes under scrutiny in modern lens, but Bettelheim said that that negotiation, that pre-play negotiation is perhaps oftentimes more important than the actual drama that follows it absolutely and to that before you riff because this is more you and me kind of getting clarifying on it mm -hmm. i want to add that i think that we don't offer enough time for the pre-play planning we might think we're offering enough time for the play like you've got an hour go mm -hmm. but we're not taking into consideration the pre-play planning nor are we taking into consideration the deconstruction whether that's a narrative deconstruction or a physical like of blocks deconstruction. So we think, but I gave him an hour for play, but you didn't realize th that most of that was the pre-play planning. You never got to the actual narrative and nor did you have any enough time for the deconstruction. So yeah. I just wanted to capture that, but keep going. Yeah, and, and, and part on, on top of that, I think where in, in some places where that, that planning time is thought out and, and allowed for, a lot of times it ends up being a lot more teacher-centered than it needs to be. Um, adults, oh, there are there are programs where adults formally have kids sit to, okay, you guys in the dramatic play, what are you gonna, what are you gonna be playing? Oh, and, and, have, and turn those into conversations with the kids. I, I, I don't know because that it feels like- Because they have an incorrect understanding of what tools of the mind curriculum is. And we can riff on that another time. And it, it, it feels like teaching. I don't know. Um, so there's that, there's that deciding going on. Um, who's going to be the mom? Who's going to be the dog? Who's going to be the rhinoceros? Whatever it is. And then after that is the, uh, the preparing. You got you to build, build the world after you plan the world. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if the play is taking place in a, a submarine or a castle, you've got to prepare the props and set things up for, for the play to happen. And then the play starts. And then it goes back to deciding and preparing. And it, it, there's this constant cycle going on as, as and of checking change. in, because if you deviate from the narrative, right. So yeah. that like, wait, wait, did you change characters or wait, did you, are we now, what is it breakfast? I thought you said lunch and that 
it's like the putting the play on pause to connect mm -hmm. and then come back to the play and then to nay not naysayers that's not accurate but to the people on the sidelines who are watching i.e adults parents teachers caregivers whatever it might not look like anything's happening and i think that's where that impetus of like oh i got to get in there and like kick start it because we don't trust the process that the children can actually handle it their own selves Go. yeah yeah and and the, the, and there's constantly stuff going on so they may play for 20 minutes and then and then somebody's mom comes because they've got a dentist appointment and so that character disappears and so you have to in real time adjust the play and adjust the environment to keep the play moving forward and so it's this six... like what i said in the toy thing the toy book about what the nurse called the kid away from playing on his rocking horse uh -huh. and he felt the need to come back and explain to the inanimate object that he had been away on major business you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> still want to keep the play going even though in their brain they know it doesn't need to but it but it does yeah and they're they're moving back back and forth between the play world the play universe and and the real world um in those situations and so it's this cycle of prepare uh or decide prepare play decide prepare play um goes on and so the the play isn't isn't just linear you don't just start and then you get to the end it's this constant cycle of of these three things i like i waves. think it's yeah. like a wave yeah because i'm looking i'm looking at your handout and and I would I would say that that cycle occurs perhaps every 15 minutes or so while the children are actually in the play. I like to call them play episodes. Like mm -hmm. while they're in it, these three things are evident at any given time during that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And just being aware that all that stuff is going on and that that they are taking these these timeouts. I mean, not not the timeout we talked about in the last episode, but they're they are they're popping out of out of character, out of the play world, um, back into themselves. And they're just going, okay, are we gonna is, is the dragon coming now? I thought the dragon was coming later. Um, are we really gonna kill the dragon? I thought we were gonna capture the dragon. What should we do? Those conversations, or maybe they've got to prepare a prop plop a, prop, a plop. They've got to prepare to plop a prop um, because the the play decided it was go they decided um, in in play the the narrative took a different course and so they have to stop and make those adjustments and and get the 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 dragon ready to to be captured or build the dragon cage because first they were going to kill the dragon and now they're going to capture the dragon so they have to stop and find a cardboard box and 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 some rope so they can build the dragon capturing cage um to, to keep the play moving forward and meanwhile two hours later the adults are you know wondering or second guessing and oh just yeah. let it go let it be and so i think one of the mistakes we make as as adults often is we try to do the the deciding and the preparing for them ah, so uh, occasionally yes what what i actually think is also happening because i'm not going to take away from what you said but i'm going to add to it is that we just don't give anybody enough time and so then we decide that the play is done because it's time to come to circle or we decide the play is done because it's time to go to art or to lunch or pe or whatever yeah and we do things like uh, turn the uh, dramatic play space into a flower shop because a child mentioned flower shops once or it's spring. Well, that's a whole other conversation. 
Just because you observe somebody talking about something doesn't freaking need it means it need to be a, a, a theme. Yeah. Yeah. And so if 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 kids are going to play a flower shop scenario, for example, uh, they should be the one setting up the space like a flower shop and and making their cardboard cash register and making paper flowers or whatever it's going to be. When the teacher comes in the weekend and spends their whole weekend turning the uh, turning the uh, play the dramatic play space into a Target store because somebody mentioned going to Target, uh, they're stealing the opportunity for the deciding and the preparing from the kids. And so- But it's so cute and it makes it look like I'm a good teacher. And, and it looks great on Pinterest. Um, and and yet it steals two thirds of the, of the play from the kids. And then you get that ego, right? I was here all fucking weekend making this. How come why don't not, they appreciate it? Why don't they appreciate it? Well, nobody asked you to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and now my ego is now invested because I'm like, my I spent my whole weekend here. I spent all this money and all this energy. And I thought I was locking and loading on something that you guys were interested in. Bah, 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 bah. And, and even we, if they did ask you, by the time you have uh, put in the effort of actualizing the thing they asked for, they're going to be moved on to something else 90% of the time. Well, also, then that means that we don't know how to clarify what has been asked of us. What what did the child really ask of you, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, those pictures you just showed. I don't know if, if you're releasing this on YouTube so people no. actually see it. But No, nobody will see, nobody will see any of that. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so, I mean, use them for emotional trigger prompts. Really, if, Murphy. if Kimmy says, Hey, I want to play flower shop. What, are, what do you need? What, yeah, 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 exactly. Your job as the adult isn't to cancel your plans for the weekend and, <laughs> and go to go to Hobby Lobby and buy $45 <laughs> worth of fake flowers. However, if the only thing you feel you have any control or say over is your Monday through Friday gig, now you feel extra special. And that's just a horribly... Yeah. That's a horrible, vicious, emotional, psychological cycle. But all Kimmy needs is is some tape and some scissors and some construction paper. And if you just and time, a, yeah, and and if you've created a real child led environment, Kimmy knows where the scissors and construction paper and tape are already. So or she knows who where Mackenzie is, and Mackenzie knows where. Yeah, all yeah exactly. And so ideally, we build these environments where where kids have total control. I mean, as much as you can give them with maintaining right. health and safety um, to, to do that deciding and preparing and playing on, on their own. And, 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 and how awesome would it be if the child came up to you and said, I just made a flower shop as opposed to, you know, yeah, I don't know. That was going to come out a little wrong. Like, like it's never bad if a kid asks for your assistance, but then I'm going to, very much inquire as to what they're needing from me. And I'm not going to jump to a conclusion that I have to be the boss of it. Does that make sense? I realized that what I was about to say was going to come out wrong. So I wanted to backpedal a little bit. Yeah. I mean, our job is helping them as, as much as necessary, not as much as possible. Correct. And I think a lot of times we, we go overboard with that and, and it's really is it's stealing opportunities for them to, to hearkening back to other stuff we've talked about to, to develop their own tools for, for, for dealing with things. 
And I would imagine that most of the time, probably 98% of the time, it's done, of course, with good intention, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, um, you know, nobody is, nobody's thinking, uh, like, I'm out to steal and hijack their play by <laughs> making this. Yeah, yeah, nobody's doing that. Um, but I... But sometimes I just I, I think we just put ourselves in a position that we don't we don't need to be in and it causes ourselves extra work and extra everything. And, and really, our job is to facilitate their experiences here, not to yeah. instigate them and be the boss of them. And, and we can only I mean, we can only use the tools that we have. And a lot of us have our tools kind of handed down to us. Sure, because we um, drink as, the Kool-Aid. And this as, is why the as, podcast. As, no, hold on. I'm going to okay. give a, an yeah. honest, positive shout out to the podcast is that I think that one of the things we've done well is shed light on some of the things that have worked for us, which we realize might be new tools for somebody else's tool belt. Right. And and there's there's always room for something, something more. Nobody wakes up and is done. The minute you wake up and think you got it, you, you know, you, 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 somehow the universe is going to find a way to smack your ass off that pedestal. And sure. I always joke that it's like Triplin Jonathan's with chicken pox. You know, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think the more fully present that we can be with our own selves and our own work. Oh, did, did a ghost just go by? Like a bird just threw in through the patio door. So I think there's a oh. bird in here now. Oh, um, be interesting when the dogs find it. I heard some clicking. I thought maybe it was you clicking your pen or something. No, I think that was just wings flying behind me. Um, so I'm glad I've got uh, my head shaved so I don't get a bird <laughs> stuck in my hair later on. That'd be a great podcast, though. And now I'm so like, squirrel, <laughs> like, move your camera. Let me see what's going on. What were we talking about? We were, oh, I, I, something else I want to throw out there is we're not only do we often have our tools thrust upon us or we just inherit them, but it's also our environments. And so if you've got a, a dramatic play space that has always been set up like a kitchen center, um, that, that really kind of limits the amount of deciding and preparing kids can, can do with that unless you create rules where they can turn the refrigerator into a time machine and, and the stove can be a command center for a, a spaceship or, or you get rid of that stuff altogether and replace it with empty cardboard boxes, which yes, is- which and is what, milk crates and loose yeah. parts and two by fours, which allows children to make that stuff into whatever they're needing it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of, there's a lot of literature about how it's always seems to be a home environment, which isn't necessarily what is represented in the experiences of the children who come to that space. And so that's why adults who've had that as their experience will often get um, unnecessarily agitated with children who use the materials in different fashion because they're using it in accordance with their experience, which is somehow and sometimes a disconnect between the adult in the room. Yeah. And I think there's room for those conversations to happen before people come into the profession. You know, I, I love the story that I tell about the Dylan who got up on the, the ironing board. He had never freaking seen an ironing board in his life, but his dad took him surfing every morning before school. And although I didn't know that initially, when he got up on there, the way he was positioning himself, I'm like, this is not a kid trying to be a dick in the classroom and make everybody's lives miserable. This looks like something to him. He's uh -huh. using these tools that we're giving him. 
And then of course I asked and I found that out and I'm like, okay, y'all got to slow your roll. He's not looking to ruin. Right. Cause that's, I think where adults sometimes go, like he's yeah. disrespecting the material. No, he's using the materials that you've put in the space. Yeah. More creatively than you can imagine, apparently, which is, which is a piece of it. Yeah. I think if, if you really want to want to support that, that cycle, of 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 deciding and and preparing and and playing you you really need to as, as much as possible start with a a blank slate in the uh the dramatic play and environment so that they can parts which means yeah. loose parts and no yeah. more refrigerators and kitchens and sinks just because that's what you like or that's what's familiar or that's what your college professor told you that should that's be what, there that's what they sell in the catalog well, that's where I was going to go, but I think we're about time. Yeah, well, and I mean the the other, the other piece of that is for what you for what you spend on on that kitchen set, you can uh, you can buy one hell of a lot of uh, scotch tape and uh, and construction paper and um, loose parts from the dollar store that'll that'll get you a lot more mileage in your your dramatic play space. Amen to that. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I I will say honestly because I've looked at this handout. I, I appreciate the clarification of it. I understand it now a lot more. So thank and you for that. I will edit it to make it even better. Of course you will. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. We will be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your life a little bit, people. Get, I mean, get out there and get out there and live it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.